Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Liz Wheeler Show, 439. Take one. Thanks to Joe Biden's administration, a family who is from Germany who sought refugee status here in the United States because they were facing persecution in Germany is at risk of being deported. Wait till you hear this story. Think about, you can contrast this story, and I'm sure you will right off the bat, with the open border on on our southern border. All these people that are crawling under fences, having border patrol cut the wire, they are trafficked up here, and then the Biden administration just lets them fade into the shadows. There's no accountability. They might be given a court date that doesn't mean anything, but they're never, they're never deported. They're never held accountable. They're never, actually, um, they're never actually followed or tracked. They're just allowed to be here in the United States, even though they came here illegally. Contrast that with this family from Germany who sought refugee status here in the United States because the German government was persecuting them for the crime of homeschooling their children. Listen to this. This is from standingforfreedom.com. And they write, after being allowed to live in the United States as asylum seekers for 15 years, one German family was told, allegedly without reason, that they will be sent back to Germany, the nation that fined them and threatened to take their children away for homeschooling. In 2006, Yui and Hannelore Romeike became convinced that they needed to homeschool their children. Our oldest children were in school in the German public schools and their personality literally changed, Yui said. We wanted to help them grow up in what they believed in and what we believe in and not get basically indoctrinated with something we don't want. This according to the parents. Specifically, the Romaikis, who have seven children, possessed two core beliefs, a deep conviction that they were responsible to God for their children's education and a growing concern that the content of the German public schools curriculum, particularly anti-Christian and sexual elements, threatened to harm their children. Now in Germany, standing for freedom rights, it's illegal to homeschool your children. And the government fined the Romaikis an oppressive amount that actually exceeded their income. The German government even removed the children forcibly and took them to public school. The family were threatened with permanent removal of their children if they did not comply by sending the children to public school. In 2008, the Romaikis applied for and received visas to move to America, where they face a legal battle over their right to stay in the U.S., in the U.S., federal officials argued they had no right to stay because Germany's law did not persecute based on any one religion. Eventually, after a petition was sent to the White House with over 120,000 signatures, the Romaikis were granted asylum and have lived in Tennessee for 15 years. But then on September 6th, the Romaikis were informed at a routine check with Immigration and Customs Enforcement that they must secure German passports and be deported. The Romaikis claimed no documentation or any reason was given, only that there had been a, quote, change of orders. Since moving to the U.S., Yui and Hannah Lohr have had two more children and two of their German-born children, who are now adults, have married U.S. citizens. One of the adult children recently had a child of their own. Everything is here in America, Yui stated. We don't have any place to live there. I don't have any work to provide for my family over there. If forced to return to Germany, they will face the same issues regarding homeschooling their younger children as they did 15 years ago. They are right now being represented by the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Think about this. Because... They wanted to homeschool their children to protect them from the influences of graphically sex, sexual or sexually graphic materials in school and anti-Christian influences. They had their children taken away. They were fined. 
They sought asylum here in the United States. They were given, and then all of a sudden, 15 years later, coincidentally, they're told they have to leave. Let me tell you, this, this is no coincidence. In chapter eight of my book, Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids, I talk about the Marxists' attack on homeschooling. It's only going to escalate. So for, this is what they do. This is their playbook. First, they claim that homeschoolers are abused at a higher rate than public school children. They say, parents just claim they're homeschooling their children so that they can abuse them in secret and no one will ever notice. Now, this is a false claim. Studies and statistics show that homeschooled children are actually abused at a lower rate than children who attend public school. If you go to public school, you're more likely to be sexually and physically abused. That's a lie. So then the left, these Marxists, immediately pivot to, well, it's not that children who are homeschooled are more likely to be abused. It's that homeschooling as a practice is abusive. And the, ar the argument that they give for why homeschooling as a practice is abusive is because they say it, quote, deprives children of a public school experience. Uh-huh. Because people on the left understand that homeschooling poses an existential threat to their universal Marxist indoctrination of children, which is the only way the left knows of to turn a free nation into a communist nation is to capture the minds and the bodies of children before those children are formed to radically alienate them from parents. I write more about this in my book. If you haven't gotten your copy, go to hideyourchildrenbook.com. Get your copy now because these attacks against homeschooling, especially given how prevalent homeschooling has become after COVID, are going to escalate and they're going to escalate quickly and we need to know how to fight back. There's also a petition, by the way, to petition the White House to prevent the deportation of the Romikis. You can sign that petition. I highly recommend and encourage you to sign that petition. Write to your member of Congress and make sure that they know about the situation with the Romikis. If our southern border is open to gang members and military-aged males who are coming on their own, not families, seeking only opportunity and government welfare, and we let them in and we don't deport them, the very least we can do is grant asylum to a family who was facing the threat of the German government taking away their children for the crime of homeschooling. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What I wanted to talk about with you today was President Biden joined the picket line for the striking auto workers, the United Auto Workers Union was on strike and Joe Biden joined the picket line. Now, this seems odd to me for many reasons and we'll break down those reasons in a minute, but reporters at the White House were really focused on, for once, I have no idea why because these aren't necessarily conservative reporters. They were really focused on the fact that Joe Biden kept saying that he's a union guy, he supports union guys. He went and he stood arm in arm with, in solidarity with these union workers. And yet, Karine Jean-Bierre, Biden's press secretary, refused to answer when they said, 
Well, does Biden's support for a union mean that he supports the demands that are coming from the workers in this union? Is he on board with, with what they're demanding, the negotiations, the terms of this, this deal? And Corrine Jean-Pierre squirmed like I have almost never seen her squirm before. Take a look at this. I'm not, not going to get into the details of what's being negotiated right now on the table with, um, uh, with uh, certainly with the parties. What I, I want to press you a little bit on what you just said. You said that the president supports the auto workers. Does that mean that the president is siding with the auto workers over the auto companies? What we're saying is we're not going to get into the negotiation, right? This is when it comes to the negotiation, that is something for the parties to decide on. That is something for them to discuss. Um, you just said the president doesn't want to get into the specifics of the negotiations, but is he perhaps interfering in these negotiations by uh, you know visiting the picket line tomorrow? We're not going to get into. We never get into uh, you know into the specifics of negotiations. Not in public. We're not. Not going to do that. That is something, and that is something for the parties to decide on when it comes to negotiations. We've always been very clear about that. They are meeting. They have negotiating, and we we are pleased to see that. It seems like by going to stand with workers at a picket line, the president is literally standing with them in the terms that they're seeking in the contract dispute. But when you're asked about some of the specifics of that, you seem to be saying you guys don't want to get into the specifics of the dispute. So. Is he not standing with them on the terms with which they're trying to negotiate? With I mean, for, to be very clear, he is standing with them to make sure that they get a fair share. That is what he's standing with them on. He is standing with them, and we've said this that that they in, that we that they get the record the record uh, profits mean a record contract for UAW. That is why he's going. That is what he's standing for. Now they're going to negotiate what that looks like for them. Right? That's what they're doing right now. That's what collective bargaining is all about, right? They're going to talk it through what a win-win agreement looks like. But what we definitely agree on is that they deserve a fair share, right? They deserve a fair share of, of the value that they helped create. That's what the president is saying. But the details, the specifics of what that looks like, what makes both sides happy or, or, or anything in those at the negotiation table, that is for them to decide. That is for them to decide. But it seems Hold like on a second. Let's pause it right here. Because I think it's important. She never actually mentions what the terms are, what the demands of the auto workers are. Right now, the auto workers are demanding a 40% pay raise, a 40% pay increase, and that 40% pay increase is coupled with a demand for a shorter work week. So I think it's pretty important whether the president of the United States who's standing on this picket line with these workers is actually in solidarity with these demands because a 40% pay increase seems like a pretty significant pay increase. It seems like not incremental raises like people expect. This seems extremely significant. This is and this would cost an enormous amount of money for the auto manufacturers. Now, maybe the auto manufacturers will want to do that but the fact that President Biden says that he stands with these people and then won't admit to the public whether he stands by their demands shows us exactly why he's there. He's there because he wants to pander for the votes of the working class people in our country for 2024. But what he doesn't want to do is he doesn't want to admit that he stands for what's probably an unfair demand by a union, collective bargaining by a union that a lot of people don't agree with. A lot of people think that these unions are really unfair and that they are taking advantage of industry and actually distorting industries. And so it's very clear what Biden's doing. He's simply pandering for votes. 
It's also ironic to me that he can drop everything and at a moment's notice join a picket line for these auto workers, and yet he couldn't be bothered to visit East Palestine, Ohio, after the train derailment leaked so many thousands and thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals all over the entire city. You can see exactly what Joe Biden's priorities are in this, in, in where he is visiting and where he's not visiting and what he will actually admit to supporting. Don't fall for it. I hope these auto workers aren't stupid enough to think that Joe Biden actually supports them when he refuses to even say that he supports what they're demanding because he knows that the American people would reject it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, let's talk about 2024 for a second because. Believe it or not, Google did something kind of cool. So Google Trends is one of the services of Google that I use a lot for this show because I like to see what people are searching for, what they're interested in. It's There's no algorithm to it. It just shows what people are looking at. Well, I should rephrase that. I don't think there's an algorithm to it. There probably is some kind of censorship, but it shows what people are searching for in real time. And then it shows what the highest searches were or the most frequently searched terms were for the day before or, or the current day. And it's interesting to see. Oftentimes it's dominated by sports or a natural disaster or the lottery or something like that. But for politics, if you narrow it down to politics, Google um, released this animation that showed what voters are searching for regarding the Republican primary candidates. So what you're about to see, I'm gonna play this animation for you and explain it as it goes. It compares Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Chris Christie, and shows which candidate is, and this is from like the beginning of September, and shows which candidate is the most searched candidate. So as you can see, Donald Trump dominates at the top. Vivek Ramaswamy is pretty significantly higher than the rest, although once in a while, Nikki Haley will make the news and jump ahead of him. Can we play that again, Rebecca? Because I want people to see what, ha- what, what happens with Vivek at the end. Um, Ron DeSantis and Nikki jump up a little bit, but then they dive back down. But at the very end, which means currently, as of today, look at what happens to Vivek Ramaswamy. He jumped up ahead of Trump. Watch, it'll come up in two seconds. So you see him kind of swapping with Ron DeSantis, and then all of a sudden, his searches spiked and Donald Trump's went down. So now Vivek Ramaswamy, according to Google, is as highly searched as Donald Trump as of the last, like, half a day. Now, could that be a fluke? It could be a fluke. So I know he got into beef on X, formerly known as Twitter, with Mark Cuban. He's making an announcement on Wednesday about how he's going to, uh, if he were president, what he would do about the administrative state. And, you know, he's people are interested. He's very likable. He's very charismatic. But this is the first time I've seen a candidate jump ahead of uh, of Donald Trump in the search. 
Even when Ron DeSantis does something based, even when Nikki Haley says something stupid and feminist, even when Chris Christie says he's basically going everywhere that Trump is going, like, okay, pick me, girl, Chris Christie. They never jump up as high as Donald Trump does, but Vivek did. So make of that what you will. I don't know if it'll mean anything in the primaries. We'll have to see, but it is interesting. Meanwhile, last Friday, Nancy Pelosi announced that she's going to run for re-election. This woman is, what, 83 years old? Let me Google this really quick. She's like something extremely old. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she's 83 years old. 83. And she's just dismissing talks of retirement. This is what she tweeted. Let me bring this up on the screen. Do we have this for the screen? Or should I read this from mine? Oh yeah, there we are. Nancy Pelosi said, now more than ever, our city needs to advance San Francisco values and further our recovery. Our country needs America to show the world that our flag is still there with liberty and justice for all. That is why I'm running for re-election and respectfully ask for your vote. Signed, Nancy. First of all, the only people that sign a tweet, that's like signing a text message, like love dad. Uh, no, Nancy, you didn't write that. We know you didn't write that. It's crazy to me that she's running. Fortunately, a lot of the leftist news outlets, when they, were, when they were covering this, they did focus on her age, which in this case is more than appropriate. An 83-year-old running for re-election? I mean, come on. I know that Nancy Pelosi doesn't have a soul, but she's going to die sometime or become senile. This is what the AP wrote. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Friday that she will seek re-election to Congress in 2024 as Democrats try to win back the majority. So she's, the election's not until she's 84. Pelosi, 83, made the announcement before volunteers and labor allies in the San Francisco area district she has represented for more than 35 years. And then it's her tweet. Republicans now control the House, but just narrowly with a 222 to 212 majority and one vacancy. Democrats believe they have a chance to regain power as Biden runs for a second term. Pelosi's announcement quells any talk of retirement for the long-serving leader who, with the honorific title of Speaker Emeritus, remains an influential lawmaker, pivotal party figure, and strong fundraiser for Democrats. But then this is what I find interesting. The AP is not the only outlet to do this, but a lot of these leftists are actually talking about the age of these Democrats. It also unfolds, the AP writes, as Washington is grappling with the sunsets of a political era as an older generation of leaders, including Biden, 80, faces question about their age, this past week, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, 81, said he would finish his term as leader and senator despite concerns about his recent health episodes. So I find that to be interesting because there does, for the first time, seem to be a concerted narrative or a coordinated narrative among mainstream media, which is never a coincidence. If mainstream media is saying the same thing, it's not because they're ever just reporting facts. It's certainly not because they're thinking for themselves. It's because they've been told this is what you should say. And it, there is a concerted coordinated effort in the mainstream media talking about the age of these politicians, which I know some people have been speculating for quite some time that the Democrats are trying to get rid of Biden, maybe bring in Newsom. I haven't seen any evidence of that until very recently. Now, I don't know that there's evidence that, I mean, Gavin Newsom obviously wants to be in this position. I don't know that there's evidence that the Democrat apparatus wants him to be the heir apparent to Biden if they get rid of Biden. But there does seem to be for the first time from traditionally Democrat mouthpieces concern about Biden's age. Now, I think this could manifest in a couple of ways. It could be a sign that they want to replace him. Maybe he's getting so old and so senile that they don't think they could trick people into voting for him again. Maybe 
this is just what they're going to do to excuse him from campaigning. Because remember in 2020, his excuse was COVID, but he just stayed in his basement the whole time. He didn't actually go on the campaign trail. He didn't campaign against Trump. He just sat it out and tried to let Trump self-destruct narrative-wise using the mainstream media and simultaneously having his Democrat super lawyer, Mark Elias, rig all the election laws. But they may be just setting him up so that he doesn't have to campaign going into 2024. That may also be why COVID is ramping ramping back up um, because the Democrats know they can use that as an excuse to keep Joe Biden off the campaign trail. I don't know the reasoning behind this concerted effort, but it is the first time that I acknowledge the effort. Up until now, when people have said, oh, I think they want to get rid of Biden, I haven't seen it. I've been very skeptical of that. I, there's just been no evidence of it until now. This is the first glimmer of a concerted narrative that Biden or Pelosi's too old. So I'm going to keep watching it. It'll be interesting to see if we can identify who this is coming from and what their motivation is, because I don't think either of those two things are yet clear. But I mean, like I said last week, I have kind of changed my mind on age limits for members of Congress, the Senate, and the presidency, because Nancy Pelosi, if she wins re-election, which she probably will, at age 84, so she would be serving until age 86. I mean, come on, come on. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. Okay, I have a video for us to watch tonight that is definitely going to get me branded as a conspiracy theorist, which is ironic because I'm actually not a conspiracy theorist by nature. I'm a very skeptical person. I It's not that I disbelieve things on first um, encounter with information. It's that I disbelieve things on first encounter with that information until it is proven to me that it's true. So I think that's probably the opposite of a conspiracy theorist, but check this video out. This is a video of a helicopter. You will see this black line, this faint black line dripping out of the bottom of the helicopter. It is not smoke. It is not an air show. It is mosquitoes. Yes, this helicopter is dropping genetically modified mosquitoes, which we've talked about before on this show, because this is a project that has been touted by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They've talked about genetically modifying mosquitoes in order to stop the spread of diseases that are carried by certain types of mosquitoes. Well, it's not just a discussion, apparently. It's not just something that they have talked about. It's not just something they're hoping to pursue. They're actually doing this. They are dropping mosquitoes, hoping that this genetically modified version of mosquitoes will kill and then outpopulate uh, the type of mosquitoes that they don't want. So what's interesting is this particular video went viral on X, formerly known as Twitter, so viral that it begot a community note. A community note is kind of like a fact check. It's not actually my favorite feature that Elon Musk has brought to X. I know he really likes it, but it's 
essentially the same thing as Wikipedia. It's popular vote that determines the quote unquote truth or not of whatever this community note is posted on. It's usually on viral things, viral tweets, viral claims, viral articles, viral videos. This is what the community note reads. The community note reads, the company heading this project has stated that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation did not fund this project. The genetically modified mosquitoes being released are to slow down and inhibit the reproduction of a mosquito species that is known to transmit disease to humans. And the URL that is posted in this community note is one to Snopes. It's a link to Snopes. So you can understand my skepticism, my hesitation to get on board with community notes because this sounds to me just like a fact check you would see on Facebook, a fact check, a quote unquote fact check that you would see on Instagram. Um, and what's more is the Associated Press is trying to do cleanup for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which makes me more suspicious than ever. This is what the AP says. First, the AP starts their article by reading this tweet and then says, Bill Gates funded company, Oxitec, released billions of mosquitoes in Florida and Texas, another tweet reads, suggesting a conspiracy is afoot to push a vaccine, malaria now in Florida and Texas for the first time in 20 years. But the Associated Press says that that theory twists the facts in more than one way. The foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, has indeed supported biotech company Oxitec, which is releasing modified mosquitoes in Florida as part of a disease control initiative, though a spokesperson for the company said its U.S. work is not funded by the Gates Foundation. I read this and I laughed because I, I, the, the foundation has supported the biotech company Oxitec, though it's not funding. So what, did Bill Gates just come and give everyone a big hug of support? What does that mean? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation supports this company, but doesn't fund it. Support means financial support. So it seems to me that they're trying to wiggle their way through a loophole that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation either earmarks money for specific projects or has given them money for projects in other countries, and they are trying to deny association with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation because of that. But this is why that loophole they're trying to wiggle through holds no water for me. Money's fungible. If a company has a certain budget overall, and then an outside foundation gives them say, that amount of money again, well, it allows them to do different things with the money that they previously had. So even if the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, those specific dollars that were given by Bill Gates to this company weren't used on this project, well, they can use the money they already had for this project that they wouldn't have been able to use had Bill Gates not given them the money in the first place. Money is absolutely fungible. So to me, that's a hilarious um, way of trying to wiggle out of this. The reason that people are frightened of this is because we don't know the impacts of genetically modified animals on the environment, on our planet, or on ourselves. We don't know what the negative repercussions of genetically modifying creatures, living creatures, is going to be. It doesn't seem like a good idea. It doesn't seem like a good idea, but it's also the skepticism with Bill Gates is they're all, the Associated Press and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are trying to deny that these mosquitoes are intended to bite people. They're basically saying that they're a stronger breed than this other breed that transmit disease, and therefore this breed that doesn't transmit disease will overtake the weaker breed that transmits disease, and therefore there won't be the weaker breed that transmits disease and you won't get the disease. Well, that doesn't really paint the whole picture either because 
Bill Gates has said in the past, and his foundation has funded organizations whose goal is to make mosquitoes themselves flying vaccines. And this is where people are probably gonna brand me a conspiracy theorist, but you can look at the money trail, you can look at what Bill Gates has said, you can look at where he's donated his money and to what projects, and you will find that back in 2008, Bill and Melinda Gates, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, awarded $100,000 to a place called Gichi Medical to turn mosquitoes that normally transmit disease into flying syringes so that when these mosquitoes bite a human being, you or me, they actually do deliver a vaccine via the mosquito's saliva. So you can understand our hesitation when we see a helicopter dumping what looks to be millions and millions of genetic of Bill Gates's genetically modified mosquitoes into the air in Florida. They're obviously gonna have access to the people of Florida. And then Bill Gates just makes us trust him less by pretending that his money has nothing to do with this project, even though he has supported this particular biotech company in the past, even if his money wasn't earmarked for this project, for this particular project. If it sounds shady, it's because it is shady. It is shady. I don't know why the Associated Press would go to bat for Bill Gates, except that globalists and elitists and swamp creatures and politicians are all in bed together. They're trying to profit, and they don't care if their profiteering controls us, violates our rights, or harms us outright. That video is something. It's really something. And then the CDC, by the way. The CDC... Um, the CDC contradicts what the Associated Press says in a certain sense, because the Associated Press claims that uh, mosquitoes don't, let me go to this, let me read this exactly so I can bring this up. Let me bring this up. Oh, then the Associated Press says, regardless, Oxitec, the company, and experts say that the notion that the company's work could be responsible for the malaria spread is impossible for one simple reason. The modified mosquitoes being released are not the kinds that transmit malaria. Um, so this company's spokesperson says there's no truth to those claims. That's scientifically impossible. Well, then the CDC goes on to say that different types of mosquitoes do spread different types of viruses, including, including Zika, which we know, or West Nile virus, or whatever it may be. So we know that mosquitoes do spread disease. Are we just supposed to trust Bill Gates that his mosquitoes that he said at one point that he wanted to use as vaccines aren't going to be spreading something to us, aren't going to be biting us. I don't know. It makes me really uncomfortable. I'm not even sure we should be genetically modifying human, or not human, but living creatures because we don't know what kind of impact that will have. And you can't, you can't give, you can't ask people to give informed consent on something like this because it's completely out of their control whether they get bitten by one of these mosquitoes. I'm interested in your thoughts though, because these are bad diseases. Mosquitoes do carry them. Do you think this is ethical? Do you think this is right? And do you believe Bill Gates? Comment below. We were just laughing right before we started rolling here about what we should call this extended segment because we're gonna talk about Burning Man. A lot of you, I'm sure, know what Burning Man is. It's, for lack of a better description, it's supposed to be an art festival, but it's not really an art festival. It's this gigantic festival out in the desert out west, and it draws tech bros and hippies and drug users for this like gigantic pagan orgy. It happens every year. And what we were talking about naming this was Degenerates Trapped in the Desert because this year, uh, there was flooding. The desert where this is held flooded, and there are 7,000 people, 7,000 sex and drug addicts, I suppose is what they actually are, caught out in the desert. We can show this video while I'm talking about this, because this is quite something. Um, this is happening in Nevada. This is what USA Today says. 
Thousands of people were officially allowed to begin their exodus from the Burning Man Festival in the Northern Nevada desert Monday after rain-soaked roads dried up and relieved a muddy mess that halted droves of people from leaving. Now, any of us that are on social media obviously saw tons of video clips and pictures of this. I personally find Burning Man to be a, a disgusting display regardless of the mud. So these pictures don't exactly gross me out any more than usual. It's a, it's it's really just a pagan gathering. They have this like actual Burning Man, like this sacrificial altar, and they sacrifice things to their pagan gods as they do drugs and have sex orgy, orgies. So not exactly something that I think a lot of us uh, follow very closely. However, it was kind of funny because I don't think very many people were hurt. I haven't heard that there was like a giant catastrophe. So if there were people hurt, I'm sorry about that, not laughing at them. But it was kind of funny to see all these pagans in this moment of natural disaster. Whether this was a biblical natural disaster, the, you know, the proverbial struck by lightning as you're doing immoral things, I'm not here to say. Uh, but it was funny to see them trying to call on some higher power when their higher power is literally nothing. That's what happens when you're pagan. When you're pagan worshiping drugs and sex orgies, then this happens to you and no one comes to help. Some, I forget who this was. Was this Jamie Foxx? Was it Jamie Foxx that walked like six miles? Who? Oh, it was Chris Rock. Couldn't remember which comedian. Chris Rock. Let me bring this story up. Hold on. This was a funny story. He walked. So Chris Rock was supposed to perform at Burning Man. Burning Man, they'll have artists come in, both musicians and um, fashion designers. They usually have like runway shows and all kinds of crazy stuff, um, like quote unquote art stuff. Chris Rock was supposed to perform. Um, he was trapped by these mudslides. And instead of staying and waiting for help, he decided just to walk. So he walked six miles in the mud before he hitchhiked with a fan who said, yeah, you can ride in the back of my pickup truck and I'll take you out of it. Of course, uh, they shared this on social media. And the funniest part of this is people were like, whoa, Chris Rock walked six miles just to, just to try to escape this. But all he was talking about in the background of this video was how much he wanted some cold brew coffee. So I don't know that six miles is like as big of a deal as they're making of it. I wouldn't want to walk six miles, but I also wouldn't go to Burning Man because, you know, I'm not a pagan. There's no moral to this story. There's no political point here, except I think what we all think is pretty obvious. Don't be a pagan. Don't go to a drug festival and don't engage in uh, sex orgy orgies and this won't happen to you. It is kind of crazy though. It's kind of crazy. And you'll notice, actually there is one political point here. You'll notice that this is the one time that the left is not claiming that this natural disaster, this weather event, all this flooding was caused by climate change. They only do that when it's when it's uh, convenient or whether they can blame some Republican, but when it's all these leftists gathered in the, all these degenerates gathered in the desert to do bad things to each other, they don't want to blame climate change because then they'll have to stop doing what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I hope you guys had a nice Labor Day weekend. Ours is pretty relaxing, uh, pretty chill. We were going to do a bonfire, but it ended up being warmer than we thought. So nobody really wanted to gather around a fire. So we just hung out. My mom was in town, which was really nice. Um, it was just chill. It was good family time. We cooked some stuff. It's casserole season now. Now that it's past Labor Day, I'm from the Midwest. So um, as soon as Labor Day happens, it is now officially casserole and soup season. So that is what's going to be coming out of my kitchen. Spent a lot of time with my daughter. My husband worked a little bit, spent some time with him. Um, nothing huge. What did you guys do? Let me know in the comments.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.